It's the Matt Collins Show. It's the Matt Collins Show. Friends. Yes, yes. Uh, hello, hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Matt Collick Show. Ah, this is the third podcast I'm recording today. I recorded episode 13 uh, earlier this afternoon. Uh, I took a little break from that, cooled the house down with the swamp cooler for a while, and then I recorded episode 13.5 gear update uh, for my patrons. So uh, that one is available on patreon.com forward slash Matt Colick. And if you sign up and subscribe at the uh, $5 a month level, uh, you can have access to all the bonus episodes. Oh, <laughs> woo! You can have all uh, access to all of the bonus episodes of the podcast. Uh, I think there are three of them over there. Damn. It is, it is hard work podcasting, I tell you. It is hard work podcasting. I had a couple of slices of pizza uh, before this episode. I, I recorded episode 13.5 for my patrons, and uh, I, I, I stopped. I wasn't sure if I was going to come back to the studio to keep going with this one, but uh, I figured if I do that today, I will have tomorrow to, to release them, to edit and release them, and uh, my, my time will be better spent that way, and I will not regret it. That's for sure. Um, yeah, so right now it's 5.47 p.m., Sunday, July 12th. Uh, you're listening to this no later, or rather no earlier than Monday, July 13th. I hope you're doing pretty well. I hope you enjoyed episode 13. I hope uh, you, if you're a patron, maybe you got to enjoy episode 13.5. I hope you dug that, even though it goes way, way, way deep into uh, nerdy uh, gear stuff that most people probably would not find interesting. Yeah, so uh, what else has been going on in my life? Um, right before Annie and I, my partner Annie Sanchez of Mariposa Strategies, go to mariposastrategies.com uh, and learn all about all the amazing things she's doing. Uh, right before we went out on vacation last week to the bed and breakfast and, and hung out there with the swimming pool and the, and, and the quiet and the, and the peace and the love and all the, all the, all the beauty. Um, right before we went there, I had a challenging conversation with my mother, um, of, uh, <laughs> one of many challenging conversations I've had with my mother, uh, whom I love very much. And I, I know that she loves me very much. She's, uh, she's 80 years old. Uh, she lives by herself now in, in Arizona. Um, and every year she likes to travel to Nebraska and Wisconsin to visit, uh, friends and family in those places. Uh, this year, Despite coronavirus, she was planning on doing the same after much thought and consideration. Uh, I had a talk with her about some things when and she revealed this information. I, I questioned her then whether it was a good idea to, to do that. And she reiterated that she feels safe. She feels prepared. She's made her decision. End of discussion. Um, so we had that conversation and I, I just I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't get it, get the idea out of my craw about uh, her taking that trip, and I wanted to let her know that it was a very bad idea. I, th I wanted to let her know that it, I thought it was a terrible idea and that she shouldn't do it. Um, ooh, it was a rough, rough discussion. Um, there, were, there were strong words. Um, I, um, I had to be, like, persuasive in a, in a way that, that sometimes makes me feel a little gross. Uh, but like, I knew it was all for the right reasons. Um, and 
like we uh, we talked for maybe a half hour, maybe it was longer than that, and it was it was very tense uh, and intense. Um, we hung up, not resolving anything, not really, uh, not with me convincing her of anything. Uh, I didn't seem, but then. Like I went and did some stuff, I, like got to my packing for for our little staycation. And uh, there, I looked and I saw that there was a message on my phone from my mom saying that she needed my help with something. So I called her back and the help she needed was to uh, cancel her trips, which I, I got through. I made, I made a difference. And it is, I, I feel objectively a good thing that she's not making this trip, uh, despite the fact that she will not be able to see the people she wanted to see. Um, it fucking sucks. It really sucks. It, it really sucks, but it's also uh, like, this is the right thing. And I think everybody knows it's the right thing. And, um, she'll be able to travel another time. She's, she's a very, uh, a very sturdy woman, <laughs> healthy for the most part. And, uh, and with good genetics, and she will live a long time, uh, barring any unforeseen circumstances. So uh, the safest thing for all parties is for her to stay and to not bring Arizona, which is a hotbed of coronavirus activity, to the rest of uh, of the country and the world. Um, that was a thing that happened. So, so that was fun. I, I talked to my mom a, a few days later, and uh, she said that... Um, uh, there's been a sort of a domino chain reaction effect. One of her friends has decided now not to go to the Midwest uh, this summer for for uh, uh, visits and, and stuff. So it sucks, but it's also like it's it's the right thing. Like I, 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 I've had some difficult um, feelings with it. Yeah. So what else is going on? Uh, but but everything everything is good now. I've uh, like I said, I've talked to my mom since, and and like everything is good, and like I I feel good that I I did the right thing. Um, I'm still off of social media. I deactivated Twitter uh, and Instagram along with Facebook. Facebook will be a permanent deactivation. I'm um I I don't know if I'll come back to Instagram or Twitter though. I, honestly, though, I'm not feeling any positive effects. Uh, I don't know what I'd be feeling if I were still on it, though. I, uh, lately, I've been um, finding myself scrolling through the Apple News app, which is actually worse. It's all fucking clickbait, uh, lowest common denominator garbage stuff. I'm still kind of recovering from the day job stuff, having finished that book last week. And boy, it sure dominated my life for a few weeks. And it was very difficult. And I got away from myself and my values and kind of who I am and what I believe in and like how I like to be. Uh, it's been really hard. I'm still recovering from that. It's put some strain on my my life Like since I finished. And I, I will have to go back for edits and revisions this week. Um, so that's, but that's, that's compared to writing the book. It's all going to be over soon. <laughs> Uh, it's been putting a strain on my life a little bit on the, on the relationship because I'm not at my best. And so I'm not able to give the relationship what it requires from me. I'm not feeling empowered to ask for what I need from the relationship. Um, like everything is good though. Everything is good. We're working through it. Um, gosh, I find myself thinking a lot about three months ago at the start of quarantine and coronavirus and the NBA shutting down. And it felt like, whoa, all of a sudden we're all in a new world and this is crazy. And we're all experiencing this together. And right now is a chance to really question what everything is and, and, and what our values are and how we're going to present to the world. And I, I, I really got to a new level of feeling like I was a new me and like really being even more authentic and tapping into 
what it means to not have to fucking make myself small for other people and all that shit. Uh, this is around the time of the very first episodes of this podcast. Uh, you'll you'll hear it in my voice. Um, and a lot has changed, and I, I want to get kind of back to that place. Uh, speaking of which, you can hear about how uh, the story behind my song, How Do I Get Back to That Place, <laughs> by listening to one of the bonus episodes on Patreon. Um, uh, so um, my way of being uh, is not the way the world was kind of trending for a while where we all stopped going to work and shit. Um, I, uh, that's my world. That's my world. I miss that place. I hate that we're now back in this world of like practicality and problem solving and like, uh, it's, it's really frustrating for me and I'm having a hard time of it. Um, I'm trying to get back into a groove this week. I'm going to, uh, unfortunately, I don't have the ability to have a psychedelic experience in the, in the manner that I, I believe would kind of help me unlock these things and, and, and break some of these things loose. But um, I have some space now and time for meditation and, and, and for going inward. Um, I want to get into the music. I want to just just play and sing and work on like stuff I'm writing uh, and really get into uh, healing myself by finding re rediscovering who I am and and who I need to be. Um, yeah, yeah. So I've been practicing a lot. I've been practicing the guitar a lot, and uh, I've been finding a lot of solace in that. And I've been really rethinking what it means to be a guitar player and what I want to do with the instrument. And that's what this episode is about. Today's episode, I want to be your guitar hero. I want to be your guitar hero is all about how I want to like exist with a strong presence in that lane, in the guitar lane. And I'm going to talk about what that means uh, when I come back from this break. So stick around. Hey, hey, hooey, howdy, har. Okay, I'm back, and I want to talk to you about how I want to be your guitar hero. I want to be your guitar hero. Uh, as I mentioned before the break, I've, I've been struggling with some stuff. As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, there's the bipolar two, there's anxiety and depression, there's uh, the, the high sensitivity, um, all things which honestly uh, have have their have their good points as well, truly. And I, I don't know if I want to live my life without them. Uh, but when I'm low, it's it, it sucks. Like uh, lately, I feel like I'm not landing. I'm not making an impact. And this is uh, connected to how like approaching music and, and trying to make an impact has has been going thus far. Um, it's like I've been playing my ass off and writing my ass off and like uh, about to start recording my ass off. And I, I know that'll make a, a huge difference in how people perceive me, but it's just like... Uh, it's hard to not feel like nobody gives a shit about what I'm doing. Um, and of course, you, dear listener, are here with me right now, and you don't fall into the category of uh, any, any any of the people who don't give a shit, obviously, because you're here right now listening to me. So thank you for that. Um, however, the podcast is not exactly setting the world on fire. Um, its download numbers are, uh, let's say, very modest. Um, they would be... Uh, they would be reduced by a significant 
amount if I stopped downloading them, <laughs> let's say, a very significant amount by, by a highly significant percentage if I stopped downloading them. Um, and I've talked about how I've like gone down these rabbit holes of treating my depression by watching rig rundown videos and getting into the nostalgia of being a guitar player who, and being into gear and, and watching these videos and learning about how people are making sounds and it's starting to have an impact. And I talk about that in the, in the bonus episode, episode 13.5 on Patreon. I talk all about the gear I'm acquiring and, uh, and will continue to acquire, um, but I'm thinking also, you know, as I learn more about about what's going on in the guitar world these days and who's who's like making an impact and there's this idea of being an ambassador for the instrument. Um, I've been listening to this podcast called Wong Notes, and that's how it's, it's Wong Notes because it's hosted by the guitarist Corey Wong, who is perhaps best known for being a, um, I don't know if he's a full-time member of Wolfpack, but he is an essential member of Wolfpack. Um I want to be an ambassador of the guitar. Like I want to do it differently. I want to, um, I feel like it's a lane I can occupy and use to draw attention to myself and make an impact and land with people. It's a way in for people. It's a way in for people who are like, I'm a songwriter that doesn't resonate, but the guitar has a lot of power. The guitar is a powerful, powerful symbol, uh, more than just the abstract idea of songwriting, which is sort of the lane I've been trying to really push as as who I am and and what I occupy. Um, so I've been I've been leaning more towards this idea of like I want to be like a new style of guitar hero, and I want to identify with the instrument and the history of the instrument and its players and its lineage and the people who the lineage of the people who have played it for better and for worse. Um, and I want to be a part of that, even though before I was like, ah, there's a lot of problems in that world of like guitar player people. It's all, it's a bunch of like ego driven dudes. It's a bunch of assholes. It's a, it's high volume. It's technical ability. It's rigidity. It's all these things I'm trying to get away from. Um, but maybe there's a way to do it differently. Uh, Corey Wong is like a great example. Like he's uh, as a, as just an enthusiastic, like I'm a person who plays guitar. This is how you can be as a guitar player. You don't have to be an asshole. You can just be enthusiastic about the instrument and about expressing yourself on the instrument and, 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 and understand like how you fit into a group of other musicians and how you serve the song. Um, and always with a guitar, you're going to get your chance to shine. Um, like there, there, there are ways to do it. I mean, Corey Wong, not a white dude. He's an Asian man, uh, Asian American man. Um, like, so that, that's cool to see, but it's so many white dudes. Um, how can I occupy, like, I feel called like big time. Like I used to be like when I grew up, like I was like this amazing, almost prodigy on guitar to the, in the, in the minds of people around me growing up. I wasn't that great, but I was really good, really fast. Um, and like, I was like this known as a guitar player. And I thought my whole life would be like that. Uh, but then like, and then I thought like, well, fuck, like everything's going to be given to me. Everybody's go going to just see my talent and ability and my raw 
um, like connection with music and understand that I am supposed to be a musician and I'm so I'm just going to be given money and opportunities and fame and like I didn't understand back then that you actually have to go through the motions you have to do the shit you have to write songs you have to like continue to practice you have to put yourself up out there um and 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 advocate for yourself um so life kind of happened and I kind of got out of music for a while and I got like really into like punk rock attitudes and progressive politics and socialism even. Um, and so like being a guitar hero and, and being like a part of the patriarchy and the sort of the colonizer uh, kind of ethos of, uh, of, of being a guitar player, um, it's I don't want anything to do with that. However, the guitar, such a magnetic tool, such a magnetic symbol and instrument. So I, I do want to do it differently. And as it turns out, like things are changing. There's now uh, an organization called She Shreds Media, which is now like, as we speak, growing out of She Shreds magazine. Uh, it's a magazine that was started by a queer uh, woman of color. who was a guitar player and it's a magazine by uh, and for uh, women guitarists and bassists. Um, They've really changed the industry just by existing, just by having an issue of their magazine. For example, one, I think issue eight has, um, and you can, there's, you can read all about it on sheshredsmedia.com uh, or sheshreds.com, I think is the website. I should really get that shit right. Um, there, there's a famous photo in this community, in the guitar community of a guitar standard, uh, guitar world magazine, I think it is next to a copy of She Shreds. She Shreds, uh, on the cover is like a, a blue hued black and white portrait of Satomi Matsuzaki from the band Deerhoof, um, whose guitarist, John Dietrich, I met the other day, uh, bought some gear from. Uh, anyway, it's, it's Satomi with her bass and a pair of shorts and like a, a sweater standing against a wall. And then Guitar World magazine has like a, a model in a bikini in a sexual pose with a guitar, um, not meant to resemble playing the instrument at all. Uh, this was like in, this was just a few years ago, like maybe in 2013 or something like that, 2015 even. Um, and since then that caused a stir in the industry. Like they're, what we're learning is that, holy shit, the guitar is an attractive instrument. Even women are attracted to it. I'll be damned. Um, and, and in fact, according to research done by the Fender Guitar Company, um, 50% of new guitar players are women, um, or girls, um, there's a lot of interest in the instrument, but like if you're a woman who gets into, who wants to know more about guitar and then you enter this toxic world of like objectifying women and, 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 and girls, like fuck that. Um, it is not a kind environment for women. So that's something I want to have a part in changing. Um, and like sort of like changing the, like what it means to be a guitar player is not some fucking dominant like loud ass gunslinger. Fuck that. I mean, maybe to do that ironically is fun and it sure as hell is fun to like wail and show off with solos and stuff. Yeah. That's, there's a place for that, but like to like the competitive shredder thing and, and all that. Um, and like the, I know more about gear than you do. And I have this piece. Well, mine's actually the, this serial number, which like, fuck you, <laughs> who cares? 
Like none of that matters. Yes, it's nice to have like gear that works for you, gear that helps you express yourself and, and allows you as many options as you need to express yourself on the instrument. But like to use the gear, your knowledge of gear as cultural currency, you can lord over other people, which is a thing I'm sure I've said before. Uh, I'm not into that. Um, let's see. I personally... Um, have found myself having a hard time talking to other guitar players because it is this bro-y fucking macho world a lot of the time. And I'm just not down with it. Even in like indie rock circles, even in like punk type circles or places where you wouldn't expect it. Um, it's just so a part of the guitar world. Um, and man, I want to get away from that. Um, so I want to kind of like infiltrate this world in a way, but also like start a new way to look at the guitar and like associate myself with, with people uh, like, like, um, like, like organizations like she shreds media and, 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 and people like that with St. Vincent and women who play the instrument um, and like people of color who play the instrument. Um, you know, these rig rundown videos, it's just white dude after white dude. Um, and they're talking about gear they use that has been designed and manufactured by white dudes. Um, I listened to Blake Mills, the guitarist and producer, uh, talk about his approach on a podcast recently. Um, not the Corey Wong podcast, but it, I think it's called Chasing Frets. Uh, again, this is a podcast with a bunch of, bunch of white dudes talking, but I listened to it anyway because I like Blake Mills. Um, he talked about how he... Um, really just wants to serve the song and that's what it's all about and like there's like all this macho stuff the volume the attitude the ego he wanted to get away from that and and that's what I want to do too um but also like I do want to show off and stuff um so how do I do that without being like part of like the institutionalized assholeism of the guitar world um, I'm just kind of going through my notes here and, and there are a lot of notes. And so I'm just going to run them down with you. And just these, these are my thoughts on the subject. Like I want to be your guitar hero, a new guitar hero though. So I want to serve the songs. That's number one. I've been writing these songs and they're platforms for me to express the ideas I have, the emotions I feel. And one of the, the, the best tools I have to express my emotion is the guitar. I, I, I have, a real mastery of the language of the instrument and how to create different textures, tones and, and shadings and rhythms and intensities, uh, with it. Um, I want to serve the songs. I also want to serve the part of people that respond to that responds to cool guitar shit. That part lives in me. I like listening to albums of like, the Helicasters or like Danny Gatton albums. And I like listening to like people show off on the guitar. Like I, I want to be part of that too. Um, I don't want to use the same old tones and textures and pieces of pieces of gear though. Um, I don't want to rely on equipment that was like made by white men in the 1950s. And, but I mean, stuff like that is often the best stuff, but is it really is there, or is that like just so much fucking conditioning? I think it, a lot of it has to do with conditioning. So much of it is really conditioning. Um, and like, there are so many guitars that have two humbuckers. Why do you need a, a 59 Les Paul? Um, 
I don't want to be like great at guitar, technically brilliant or anything like that. I just want, I, I, I want to be known. I want people to know, oh, Matt Colick, he's, um, he's a notable guitar player. Um, but I don't want to be known for the usual shit um, in different ways, maybe. But I don't want to be known for it. I, I don't want to be amazing. I want to be inspiring. I don't want to be known for what I can do. I want to be known for how I make people feel. Um, so how do I, a middle-aged, straight white dude, make the guitar attractive to people who aren't like me and aren't like the same old guitar people? Because this is what needs to happen. It's like, it needs to be like attractive. It needs to be welcoming to other people, to women and people of color. Um, so me, as someone who is not those things, how, how, do, I, how do I make it more welcoming uh, for other people? So I can interact with, with people who aren't like me, learn from them, uh, help them get their stories out. But yeah, honestly, like learning from other players and like, holy shit, that's really good. Like, have you ever tried this? I, like, not, not that I like have anything to offer people, but it's like, man, like learning from people, like swapping licks and shit like that and, and involving people who aren't white dudes in that process is so important. Um, I want to be all about expression. I want to express myself ever more authentically. Authentically. That's how that word is pronounced. Authentically. Authentically. Using my own language. I want to be better at recognizing when it's someone else's language. Um, there's so much guitar language that it's like most of us, it's like any language that we, that anybody uses. It's not, it's not ours. It's like we're borrowing words other people made up. So in music, you have freedom to kind of create new things, new strings of, of words to create new sentences and ideas that, that wouldn't exist otherwise. Um, so it's noticing, like, when am I just subscribing to the old col colonialist, colonizer, patriarchal, uh, white supremacist ideas about guitar playing? And when am I actually just authentically expressing myself? Like, it's the difference between noodling and playing one note and then playing the next logical or the next best, the next note that should come after that note and then playing the next note. And using those notes to express what I'm feeling in each moment I'm playing those notes. Um, I, I want to develop my language and be true to that language and make sure it's authentically my language. And I want to help others develop their language on the instrument. Um, the old dominant model with its destructive values can still exist. People will continue to be into that shit. It's probably not going to go away. But it will no longer be the only game in town. I think... Um, I think this new way of thinking about the guitar and being like a guitar hero, uh, there's room for that um, right alongside the traditional model of doing it. Uh, will it ever surpass it? I, I think probably it will because it's more attractive and more welcoming. I just don't think that old model is ever going to go away. There's always people who are going to use the instrument to uh, express their egos. And that's like sometimes you got to go through that to get to this. And that's, that's the way it is. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, you can't have this new model without an old model to, um, to compare it to, um, to set it against. I want to celebrate the contributions made by non-white males and create a new context around what it means to be good at the instrument. Um, I'm going to be paying additional attention to Shri She Shreds Media. Excuse me. I'm going to be noted. Mm, excuse me. Oh man, I ate pizza before this, so you, you, please excuse me. Uh, I know this is a highly professional podcast, but we're we're keeping it um, 
Yeah. Keeping it fun and a little burpy here on the weekend. Uh, 6.14 p.m. Sunday, July 12th. I think our high temperature is 102 degrees and it is hot in here. Hot in the studio without the swamp cooler on. So I'm going to be paying attention to She Shreds Media, um, who are all about women and people of color and and advancing this this model. Like, I'm not going to be one the one leading the charge. I, I just want to support uh, people like this. I want to notice and pay attention and, like, follow up on who is that guitar player I saw on the Tiny Desk concert video or whatever. Um, like, who, who is that guitar player in that band? Like, they were really good. Like, I've seen, like, uh, black women guitar players on, on Tiny Desk videos that I haven't followed up on, like, and learn more about uh, where did they study and how did they get into the instrument and like, uh, how do I get them on the podcast? All that, all that sort of shit. I know they're out there. Um, like it is such an attractive instrument with so many people who pursue it and feel called to it. Um, they're out there. They're out there. I, I know it. I know it. It's just not represented in, in the dominant culture of the guitar. And so I, I, I just want to find them and look into them and know about them and celebrate them. Um, what else is going on? I, I want to support as many non-white makers in this space as I can. And gosh, there sure aren't many. There really aren't many. There are like really nice people in the space, like my friend Byron of Byron Amplification, byronamplification.com, find your voice, who makes amazing, amazing amplifiers and pedals. Um, great guy, but he's another, you know, they're just, it's all a bunch of fucking white dudes. Uh the only black owned pedal company I could find online is Dogman Devices. Uh, I want to get a pedal from him. I don't know if his, he's like into like noise and, and that vibe, um, which is not necessarily my thing, but it might be, it would be a cool pedal to have. Why the fuck not? So why not buy a pedal from him? Um, I forget his name, but like there was, a, people have been asking, hey, any black owned like guitar companies, pedal companies, amp companies or whatever. And like, I've been scouring Reddit and forums and, and other places online. And I can only find Dogman Devices, uh, who is the only black maker in the space. Um, native Audio, not to be confused with Native Instruments. Uh, they're a pedal company, Native Audio, run by a guy, Mike Trombley in Ohio. Um, meaningful artwork, uh, with, with, um, <clears throat> native artwork on the pedals that tell like really cool stories and the pedals are fucking awesome. I want to get a phaser pedal, uh, from, from, uh, this Mike Trombley fellow and native audio. Um, there's paradox effects, uh, in Tijuana and I don't really know of any others seriously. And that's fucked up. Who are the black guitar makers and amp makers where, uh, like who, who are the people in the space and how can we uh, get them more notoriety? Um, there's also Tosin Abasi from Animals as Leaders. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, he exists in a musical category that um, it just doesn't resonate with me. Like I respect him so much, but he like plays like a seven string instrument with one of those weird fanned out fretboards, which is like the future of the instrument. And this is like what I'm ostensibly all about. As I talk about, I don't want to play like the same tired fifties, 1950s designs. Well, there's a guy like actually doing it. Um, he has a signature line of guitars that are like constantly sold out. And he has a, I think a drive distortion pedal that's available, uh, where you can kind of start to approach his sound with it. But, um, it's not really like my bag that, that music, but it's like, yeah, there, there is him too. Um, 
Yeah, and fuck it. I should just buy that fucking pedal. Uh, when I have money, I should buy one of those guitars. Why wouldn't I? Um, and I encourage you to do the same. Uh, please let me know, listeners, if you know of any other makers in the space, uh, other other like gear makers who um, who are not white males. Um, white males, I love you, and you're making some great shit. Uh, Byron especially, uh, but like I really want to get some different stuff in my arsenal. There's isn't how how natural it is to use that like militaristic patriarchal word um, of guitars, uh, like arsenal. Like no. In my uh, in my uh, collection of gear that I'm caretaking to help me express myself. What else? Um, I want the guitar like. Playing the guitar is like all about having fun. It's not about competition or the ego or like getting really fast or like, yeah, all of that stuff can serve your ability to have fun. Uh, it's about having fun and getting high on music, man. There's nothing, uh, friend, there's nothing better than getting high on music as a musician. Like that's all I want to do is get to that place where I'm just singing and playing and it's flowing out of me and it's easy and I don't want to do anything else and nothing has ever felt better than that. That is what's possible on the guitar. Um, why why aren't we selling it that way? I want to express that um, in a manner similar to what uh, our, the aforementioned Corey Wong is doing. So yes, having fun, getting high on music. This is what the guitar is all about. It's not about being rigid, regimented, and ego-driven with it. It's not about practicing constantly and shit like that. Fuck that. Fuck your fucking practicing constantly with your scales. Yes, it's it's good to practice that shit to like get to do the things you want to do, but like to have that be like always increasing the speed of the metronome as as you do your impossible licks like you're you're not that's that's not what it's about. Certainly not what it's about for me. Um there's um it should be an extension of life. Um I don't want my life to be all about practicing and being regimented and increasing my production. I want life to be fun, man, fun. Uh, friend, I should stop saying man. I need to say friend instead. Uh, yes, there is room for technical brilliance. I am not opposed to that. I am into that too. Um, if it serves the emotion in the song and fuck, man, when it's at the expense of life and it's not fun to listen to, um, how are I, I, what I want to do? I want to find ways to make the instrument accessible for people who don't have money and resources. Um, I'm buying all this gear. I'd like to spend money on this gear. Like good gear, kind of costs money, but it's not necessary. It's not about that. Like one can express oneself um, completely adequately, better than adequately on gear that is not up to snuff. You don't need the good shit. You just need what you have, um, and what you have access to. That's, that's fine. That is perfectly adequate, better than adequate. Um, like I want to integrate gear into my chain, into my setup, into my rig that, um, is accessible, that is available. That's not like hard to find and that isn't like ooh this this rare pedal that they don't make anymore costs $3500 like fuck that shit that's not what it's about um maybe there's an aspirational quality to that like ooh maybe someday I can buy a $3500 pedal but fuck that that's capitalism we're trying to destroy that um <laughs> so yeah I want to I want to have good shit but I I also want to stress that fuck like anybody like if you want a good sound you don't need to spend a lot of money you don't need to spend like any money technically so yeah 
Um, this is the kind of guitar hero I want to be. Does this resonate with you? Does this make sense? Is, is it even possible for me as a white, straight, middle-aged white male to be like a new kind of guitar hero that actually makes an impact, that actually helps to move the scales in a way where the guitar is seen as fun and uh, accessible for women and people of color of all ages? Um, can I be a part of that? I, I hope so. I, I, that's the kind of guitar hero I want to be. I want to be your guitar hero, friend. All right. That's all I have to say about that. I'm going to take a quick break, have a sip of water, and uh, wrap up. I really love you. Thank you for listening to me ramble about guitar heroism and guitar heroics. Um, stick around. I'll be right back. Friends, friends, I did it. I did it. We did it, really. Uh, but I recorded three podcasts today, this being the third of three. Wasn't sure if I was going to get it done, but I did it. Uh, I'm going to like leave these alone for the night and get back to them tomorrow and, and put them out on Monday, July 13th, 2020. Um, thank you so much for listening. This is episode 14 of the podcast. There have been uh, 13 other episodes, so I hope you check those out if you haven't already. Uh, episode 13 I released today as well. I released those, these two episodes in tandem. I uh, also released a bonus episode on Patreon today. That's episode 13.5, uh, which is high, It's very it, it's related to this episode, uh, I talk all about gear in that one. It's If you're a gearhead, if you're a guitar person, that will be of tremendous, great interest to you. So sign up on, on Patreon at the $5 level. Just go over to patreon.com forward slash Matt Colick and uh, sign up at the $5 level. I really love your support if you're a patron. Thank you so much. And um, if you're considering being a patron, um, I release, uh, I try to release two bonus episodes a month and like just put stuff out there that's, that is of value. That is like, is just as good, if not better than what I would put out on the normal feed. So check that out. Uh, if you haven't already checked out the website, that's mattcolic.com, M-A-T-T-K-O-L-L-O-C-K.com. Uh, there you can sign up for the email list and check out the blog. I have many, many blog posts that, uh, in which I discuss a number of topics music uh, related and otherwise uh, and you know if you're interested in my story that's where you can find a, a, a big chunk of it uh yeah check out the patreon check out the website um coronavirus is still happening please wear your mask please please wear your mask uh it's not that hard um yeah it, it's it and, and don't go out unless you have to stay cool it's fucking hot drink your water and uh try to have fun Try to have fun. Try to be light. Try to do something good. Try to uh, step outside yourself. Try to listen to another person's perspective. Try to uh, um, like relate. Try to, uh, try to like just look at a cloud. Um, these are things I, th I think you might want to do um, in between now and when the next podcast is released. All right. Uh, I know uh, when I get to the point where I'm telling listeners to go look at a cloud, uh, it's time to wrap up. So I'm going to do that. Um, my friends, I love you. Um, I'm so glad you're here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I'll be back next week on, uh, I guess it will be uh, the uh, the 20th of, uh, of July, July 20th, uh, 720. 
uh, with a new episode. I have no idea what it's going to be about. Who knows if there will even be an episode. I, I might decide not to uh, release an episode, but why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? So the fact that I said it will uh, will uh, ensure that I at least make an effort to put one out there. Episode 15, I hear you coming. I hear you coming. Uh, friends, you're great. I love you so much. Um, stay safe. Be well. Take care of yourselves. Take care of, uh, take care of the ones you love. And shine on. Bye.